Unsurprisingly, this is the top question that I get asked. I've recorded podcast episodes about it before. All the training I deliver in the Tutors Mastermind is centered around this. And today I'm going to share some more tips, specifically on attracting clients all year round, not just making bursts of sales. As always, I'll lean on my experience, both personally and through my clients, as well as things I've observed within my network. So get ready to start thinking about how you can map these concepts to your business so that you can not only start attracting more clients, but continue to do it consistently. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. Now, before I dive in, I just want to let you know that I've changed the podcast ever so slightly. It's still actionable, it's still weekly, and the content is still pretty much the same. But I've decided to use it to support the masterminders a little more. So there'll be points where I signal them where to go for things like resources or training replays. Now, this episode is really timely for masterminders because I went live about ways to mitigate the stress that often surrounds this time of year. As we head into Christmas, many tutors experience a drop in income, but a rise in personal expenditure. So along with the ideas I shared, these tips will help you prepare for that in the future. Now, let's dive in. There are so many different styles of sales. So before I unpack my four tips, I'll quickly explain the style that I like and that I teach so that you can decide if this episode is for you. Firstly, I like to lead with relationships. That way, when someone books, say, a discovery call with me or even joins the mastermind without having spoken to me, we already have some kind of rapport. I don't like being pushy or a hard sales style. And secondly, because I like to lead with relationships, I focus very much on organic marketing. There's nothing wrong with paying for ads, but it's not something I currently do or have done for any sustainable period of time. I briefly played with paid ads a while back when I was part of a coaching program, but I don't know enough about it to speak with any kind of integrity. So everything I talk about leans into these two styles of selling, not being pushy and organic marketing rather than paid ads. So if you like what you've heard so far and like me, you don't really like the hard sales approach, then this episode is for you. So my first tip is really related to defining what selling means to you, because that's what makes it really powerful. If you find a style that suits you, you'll do it successfully because it comes naturally. Here's my approach, which is also what I teach. I take the word convince out of the definition of sales because convince implies we want to change people's minds. Imagine if you spoke to me and said, look, I've checked out the tutor's mastermind and it definitely isn't for me. How would you feel if I then tried to change your mind? If I tried to push the tutor's mastermind onto you? You'd probably feel like I wasn't really respecting your opinion. You'd feel like I don't really care about you and I just see you as a number, another sale. 
It's something that I talk about a lot with tutors who are trying to grow group classes because they're sometimes met with resistance from parents and they think they need to convince them. Instead, I frame a different way to lead to that conversation so you're helping them make the right decision instead of trying to convince them. So I take convincing out of the sales process and instead I think of it as a way of helping people who are already interested make a decision, the right decision for them. When you shift your mindset to this being the definition of selling, it unlocks so many answers. For instance, one of the questions I get asked by people focusing on content marketing, say on social media or email marketing, is I never know what to write. Well, we can unlock the answer to this if we just answer that question with, what do our future customers need to know and feel before they buy from us? How can we help them make the right decision for them? So this relies on knowing your target audience and you will have undoubtedly heard of defining your target audience. But creating an avatar isn't enough because to actually understand what your ideal client needs before they buy from you It requires deep understanding based on real people, not our imaginations. I've shared ways to get to know your audience in many past episodes, but the summary is to listen, ask questions and observe. And that can steer all of your messaging. Remember, it's about meeting people where they're at, not changing their minds. So when you lead your messaging with what your audience are telling you that they need and want, you are more likely to speak to people who are already interested. So in that situation, you don't need to convince them. They are already interested. Of course, this isn't watertight, so you may well still meet people who aren't interested in an offer that you'd like to direct them to. So what do you do in that situation? Well, I like to find out more about why they aren't interested or why they might be resistant to something that I feel is a good fit for them. I'll give you a real example of a conversation I had in a discovery call very, very recently. This person said, look, I'm really interested in working with you. I've listened to your podcast. I'm certain you can help. But I am scared because I have taken a really expensive coaching program and I feel like it hasn't actually delivered what it promised. And now I'm afraid that I'm thinking what you're offering is exactly the solution I need and maybe it won't deliver what I need. So you can see in that situation, it requires a totally different conversation. So it's not a case of this person saying, I'm not interested in the tutor's mastermind. It's them saying, I am interested, but I'm scared. And unless I had dug a little deeper, unless I'd found out why they were scared, I would never be able to continue that conversation in a way that gives them reassurance. So when you ask those questions, when you find out a little bit more, it allows you to meet your client or your potential client exactly where they're at and you can acknowledge their concerns rather than trying to change their mind. So the bottom line here is that we aren't trying to convince people, we are trying to help them make the right decision for them. My second tip is to make sure visibility is something you consistently work on. Remember that visibility is different from marketing. If, say, you've got email marketing on the go or you post content on social media, in those situations, you're actually nurturing an existing audience. You're marketing to the same people over and over again. Sure, that might grow, but generally you are still marketing to the same people and sometimes only a portion of them see your content. Visibility, on the other hand, is about getting in front of new people, 
and often includes the type of content that just keeps working for you for a long time instead of disappearing after a couple of days. Now, if you're a masterminder listening to this, head over to August's Visibility Training if you want a range of ideas to implement so that you can position yourself as a go-to in your niche. And if you're a full member, you can also watch August's wrap-up and bonus training in our Facebook group. So why is visibility important? Well, let me tell you something that's happened to someone in my network recently. She runs a highly successful tutoring business and she proudly just relies on word of mouth. This has served her really well for a long time, but recently, for reasons outside of her control, she needed more students in one of her classes. She hadn't been in this position for such a long time, and the only thing she could think of doing was creating some posts on social media. But the problem was that she hadn't posted on social media or elsewhere for years. Now, can you imagine if you don't hear from someone for years and suddenly you see their name pop up when they just want a sale? So returning to what I mentioned at the start, building and maintaining a relationship with your audience and getting in front of new people is really important so that when you need to sell, you can at any point in the year. If you're a bit unclear on what visibility actually is and can't think of anything outside posting content on social media to boost it, here's one way to look at it. Things like social media or email marketing is when you're reaching out to many people. Visibility is where you still might be trying to reach people, but it's more in the style of standing in one place and letting people come to you. Like a lighthouse that shines its beam far and wide so people can see it even from a distance. So it's not creating content where you're on a treadmill because that content disappears. It's creating content that's going to serve you for a very long time and content that people are going to find. So in my business, one of the most valuable tools I have for visibility is this podcast. The content lasts for a really long time. In fact, it stays for as long as I choose to keep it published. Whereas on social media, people generally don't see my content after a few days. And this gets me in front of more people without me having to go to them and connect and follow. And then just hoping that people will reciprocate. Now, even if I decided to stop creating new episodes for this podcast, it would still be there for people to listen to, which means that this content keeps selling for me long after I've created it. Now, you may not want a podcast. It certainly isn't the only thing you can do for visibility. And for tutors and education business owners, there are some really specific ideas that help you position yourself as a go-to with content that lasts for ages. So a quick reminder to any masterminders listening, you can head over to August training for lots of these ideas. And if you're not a member of the mastermind, the link to join is in the show notes. My third tip to attract clients all year round is to actually sell. Ask for the sale. Giving value like sharing tips and welcoming people to download guides is a great way to build trust. It really is. So don't stop doing that. But don't solely do that. You see, as educators, helping people is what comes naturally. And so we have a tendency of our marketing being very heavy with giving value for free. But when you do that all the time, you essentially train your audience to just expect free things from you. It stops being a trust builder and you end up just being someone who they lean on for freebies. We don't want that. We want to create the dynamic with our audience where they're very clear that what we're giving them is the what. And if they want the how, they need to invest in what we offer. And we can only do that when we blend giving value with asking for the sale. 
Now, this is the part that some of you listening will be feeling very uncomfortable with, or some of you see asking for the sale as just posting a straight up advert. But remember what I said earlier. When we take the word convince out of the definition of selling and replace it with help, asking for the sale can be more creative than just posting an advert. It can be in the form of supplying the kind of information that helps someone make the right decision for them. For example, in November, we're working on creating a content repurposing plan in the Tutors Mastermind. So towards the end of October, I announced it on all my socials, but I did it in different ways. I posted something with the November schedule. I posted content that told people why repurposing was actually beneficial for their business, why it's more than just a time saver. I basically asked myself, if someone is wondering whether they need a content repurposing plan, how can I help them decide? And I let the answers to that steer my content. So I was asking for the sale. I even gave a quick tip on how to repurpose content to give people a taster. Again, I gave them the what, but made clear that our mastermind session would reveal the how. So please don't be afraid of asking for that sale because you need to, you're a business. And when you've been building relationships with your audience, masterminders, this leans into the follow-up strategy I've been talking about for the last few months. All you're actually doing at this stage is helping them make the right decision. You're not just posting an ad after not putting any effort into the relationship, kind of the equivalent of cold calling. Instead, you're just continuing the conversation you've already started and that makes selling much easier and it allows you to make sales at any point in the year because you have an existing relationship. Now onto my fourth tip, but I've just thought of a fifth one that I'm going to share with you. So keep listening for this bonus tip at the end. Whether it's £30 or £3,000, parting with money for many people is scary. Maybe they've had a bad experience in the past. Maybe they've never invested in a service or product like yours. Regardless, we need to help them feel confident. Masterminders, remember our motto with all of our past sales training. People often aren't afraid of spending money. They're afraid of making the wrong decision. So when you think of that concept, ask yourself, how can I give people reassurance? What are the different touch points they go through when they're buying and how can I make them feel confident to continue? For instance, if you have something that you sell through your website, how could you give people some reassurance at the checkout cart, which is typically where they hesitate? Now, something you can do that will really help you attract clients all year round is to embed visualization into your content. And when I say content, I don't just mean what you post on social media. I'm talking about all of your content, even your website copy. When I talk about visualization, I mean, what can you provide that helps people visualize what it's like to work with you before they actually start working with you? How can you give them a try before you buy without offering a free trial of what you offer? Take this podcast. You get to hear my voice and very soon I'll be putting video versions on YouTube. So you'll also get to experience what it could be like watching replays of past training in the mastermind or what it could be like working with me live through Zoom. I'm not offering my paid services for free, but I am giving you a way to visualize the experience of working with me before you start working with me. So think about how you can map this to your business. What kind of content could accurately give people confidence? 
Because when we share things like value through static content, like a downloadable guide or a text-based post on social media, we get to demonstrate our expertise and we can give people confidence that we have the knowledge to help them solve their problems. But that's not the only thing they need, because there are other people who can also solve their problems. So we need to layer on top of that. We need to let them experience what it's specifically like to work with us. Let's say you've thought about working with me, so you've listened to some of my podcast episodes and watched some of my YouTube videos. You might use some of the tips I share, but you might not like my style of packing training with actionable ideas. You might decide that you want those ideas, but from someone who takes it at a slower pace. Or you might decide that my style is exactly what you need because you want to make progress faster in a way where you can take action right away. We are all different. And if we revisit that concept of selling being a method to help people make the right decision for them, we can use visualization to support that process. So there you have four ways to attract clients all year round. And I promised a fifth tip. So I'll share that now. Masterminders, remember that if you're a full member, you can also watch my recent bonus training for ideas on how to specifically mitigate the challenges of managing cash flow at the end of the year. I've popped all of the links in the show notes so you don't have to look for them. My fifth quick tip is to make sure buying from you is easy and professional. You'll recall the recent episode where my client Selena shared how she has created a £30,000 annual increase in her tuition business through group classes. And one of the tips was to make the buying process more streamlined and professional. She shared how I helped her set up on a learning management platform and that makes enrolment into her group classes really smooth. Not only does she have zero admin associated with it, but people enter their card details, receive a receipt and a welcome email with all the information they need. She also shared how she stopped working with a business coach because after she paid, she didn't receive anything and that degraded her trust. I want to share this tip with you because we often underestimate the power of perception. Where we work with people who are seasoned online consumers, Offering a professional buying experience over a clunky one where we might say, send a manual invoice, ask them to make a bank transfer and so on, it can go a long way to not only reducing our admin so that we can spend time on more valuable tasks, but it can also give them faith, that reassurance that we talked about, that they made the right decision in investing with us. Because the professional and high quality experience starts from that first touch point before they've even started working with us. Now, I'm not saying that having a manual onboarding process will lose you clients. Many successful business owners I know do things manually. But regardless of how we do it, one thing remains important. Buying from us should be easy. It shouldn't be time consuming or filled with confusion as it sets the tone of your working relationship with a new client. So I've shared a lot in this episode. Have a re-listen if you really need to think about the individual tips and how you can map it to your business. As always, thank you for giving me your time and you'll hear from me on Wednesday. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.